I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the Great Robot Wars. And Peter Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, this is Get the Funk Out. And uh, first up, I have standing by Carolyn Inman. She's author of The Seven Characters of Abuse. She's joining me in just a bit. Uh, I'll give you a little background. Carolyn and Tanya, uh, sorry, I don't have her last name, but we'll find that out on air. They actually uh, co-authored The Seven Characters of Abuse, and they're very passionate about helping women to identify the seven characters of abuse. These authors make it clear that domestic abuse begins with these behaviors, which even though they aren't physical, they are abusive and hurtful. So it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Carolyn Inman. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, through another um, host here, Claudia, and uh, she had sent me an email about you, and I thought it was very intriguing and apropos. My show is Get the Funk Out, and... We uh, sometimes, unfortunately, get into bad relationships, uh, bad situations, and it was very intriguing to have you on. Well, thank you. That's, uh, we're very excited about what we've done in terms of the book and trying to investigate this, exactly what you're talking about when people are in relationships that are unhealthy. So tell me about what intrigued you to write this book. Well, um, I retired at about seven years ago, seven and a half, I guess, and I started writing speeches for uh, Tanya Brown right after that, and Tanya's the youngest sister of Nicole Brown Simpson, as you know, and the first speech we wrote was on domestic violence, and I didn't know scholastically, uh, academically, very much about it at that time, Mm -hmm. and so my, my situation was that I did a great deal of research on it, and we talked, and it took, you'll appreciate this, it, it took, I think, 12 revisions of the speech before we were happy with it. Wow. <laughs> and during that whole time since then, we've discussed that and so forth. And a couple of years ago, she said, let's write a book. And I went, hmm, <laughs> that sounds like a daunting task. Right. But um, we've done that now, and we're very, very happy with, with what we've created. So tell me what uh, people's perceptions have been of, of this book. And uh, well, it's it's brand new, mm-hmm. but I think that what the the comments that we're getting and the comments that we got for endorsements, which of course were a little while ago, we we were able to send uh, an almost finished copy to people to get their endorsements. Uh, it's a very practical book, and uh, it's very short on purpose. 
not you know it's it's not a scholarly book it's meant to be uh, a very practical book for a woman to read mm-hmm. and to see if she identifies with these we call them the seven characters of abuse and our goals that we had uh, which were identification and then what would you do about it, uh, our goals seem to be borne out by people who are reading it in that they're saying, uh, you know, exactly what I just said. Yes. So that's very, you know, as a former teacher, that's very, very good when someone agrees with what your goal was. You think that you must have uh, sure. been kind of clear about that. Right. So could you delve into what these characteristics, what these characters of abuse are? Yeah, well, first of all, I think it's important to know that, that what we're dealing with is uh, the non-physical. And the, the one subtitle, uh, where it starts and where it can end, mm-hmm. where it starts is in the, in the places that we're talking about, the things before the hitting occurs. And uh, we feel that this is part that isn't talked about as much, which is after all of the information that we had in her original domestic violence speech and so forth, this was the area that we feel that people don't really understand as much. And so um, there are seven of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just tell you the seven, and we can talk about e- any one that you want or sure. however you want to do it. There's the jealous stalker. Uh, which turns into st- cyber stalking. There's uh, the mind game player, a person that changes his mind, and it has nothing to do with what he's saying, like uh, cut your hair, I think your hair should be curly, I think your hair should be straight, and wants the person to, to do that because he said so. Uh, there's the isolator who isolates um, his lady friend, uh, tries to get her family and her friends away from her so that she becomes very dependent on him him. Mm-hmm. There's the emotional robber, which says you can't be sad now um, because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, there's the money monger who takes over your money. The pseudo parent, that's a whole uh, area of its own in that children that live in a home like this are harmed, and so we call it pseudo-parent. And finally, the silent knight. The silent knight is the person who withdraws from you and punishes you by not speaking to you. And uh, all of these can be independent. Uh, a person that cyber-stalks you doesn't necessarily hit you later, but most people who abuse physically have also done all of these things or many of these things before that. So it's both independent and part of a continuum. It's so interesting because I've had a few unhealthy relationships in my life, not necessarily, you know, uh, intimate, but it could be a family member. And, and it's um, so toxic. And it's so, and sometimes more abusive than physical. Well, that's what we think. Oh, two things. One is that the, you know, it didn't occur to me until we were really putting this together that there's a, the, what you just said, which is that these kinds of things could be at work. Yes. They could be uh, your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they could be anybody in your life, really. Yeah. The, the thing about, well, some of them, I suppose, taking over your money and so forth, but certainly the ones where, where they're abusing you verbally and uh, doing the mind game playing and all of that kind of thing can occur anywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, it's... Um, yeah, it, it's very, very toxic, and yes. it it grows. 
you know, we say that women can't leave a relate, not that they can't, but that it's extremely difficult after a person starts hitting them. Yes. And our, our whole premise here is that if we could help people to understand that what they're in is toxic and unhealthy and not apt to get better and very likely to get worse, that this is where they could leave. This is where they could make the decision that, you know, um, I don't deserve this. I need to be respected. I'm not being respected. I'm not going to do this anymore. Sure. You know, they could do it, whereas once they, you know, the the longer it goes, the harder it is to leave. And uh, uh, right. there's a fine line between blaming the victim, which we never do, but saying in the early stages we believe that the victim, the person being abused, has options that they right. might not be considering. Well, and unfortunately, the person that's being abused can be brainwashed to think that, you know, they're not going to get any better than the situation they're in. Right, and that's one of the purposes. I love that. Thank you. That's one of the purposes of the book because the, I think that I was – talking to some people yesterday, and I think that a woman either feels that she's all alone, that nobody mm-hmm. else is in this situation, right. so she can't tell anyone because nobody will understand, or she feels, and there are many other options too, but another way she, she feels is that, well, this is, what, this is it. This is normal. This right. is what everybody does. Yes. Every man does this. Every woman accepts it. And, and like you say, it's not going to get better by going another direction because I'll just find another person that would do the same thing. Sure, sure. Or I might not find somebody to love me and exactly. this is the best I can do. Yeah, we have a part in the book where it says, uh, why did you stay? Why did you leave? You know, mm-hmm. why did you stay for so long? And then why did you leave? And, and all of those kinds of things. And, and it's, it's uh, you know, it's kind of fascinating. Uh, the book does, incidentally, have sections after we explain the seven things. And what we do is we have examples, and that's how we want the, you know, identification. We don't preach at them at all, but we have examples hoping that they will see themselves in this example and then at the end not quite the end but after the four examples in each chapter we have a healthy example Mm -hmm. and the healthy example shows that there is another way and some people do live that other way so we and then at the end after all of the chapters we have uh, what the victims should do or could do i should say and what friends could do how friends can enter into the conversation as well sure now where are you reaching out to get the word out about this book well, we, um, um, we're doing a, well, Tanya, of course, being, you know, mm-hmm. who she is, mm-hmm. is, is on, uh, television and so forth uh, a great deal. Well, excuse me, uh, we you, are both doing as many speeches Wait. as we can possibly find, Wait, excuse me. Uh, uh, so well, that we Carolyn, can get Car- the word out. We, we do feel that, you know, the primary reason we've done this is to try to help people, but of course it doesn't, nobody is helped unless they, read the book. <laughs> so we're, we're, uh, we're doing those kinds of things. Excuse me, Carolyn. Uh-huh. I wanted to ask you, for those who don't know, could you tell everyone who Tanya Brown is? Oh, well, Tanya is the youngest sister of Nicole Brown Simpson. And she, um, you know, it's been 21 years since Nicole Brown Simpson was murdered. Yes. And one of the things, incidentally, that we talk about is safety. It's so incredibly important for a woman at any stage 
uh, of this sort of thing. And, of course, moving into where a person is hitting you, so important to be safe. And, uh, you know, many things that, that her sister did, um, you know, but when you leave, for instance, um, well, there's a whole thing called a safety plan. You have to figure out what it is you're going to do. And, and a lot of the things that we think are what we ought to do, you know, such as live close by so that the children can see their father, that very often doesn't work out very well. Sure. But Tanya has been doing these speeches for, um, uh, oh, gosh, I guess, 10 years or so, mm-hmm. and uh, has quite a following in that she uh, she really wants to, and then, you know, I feel that way too, of course, or we wouldn't be working together, but really wants to work on primarily on, you know, the, the future rather than look back at, you know, whatever happened 20 years ago. That's important, obviously, but the future and what uh, how we can help people understand that the relationship they're in, they don't need to be in. No, that's that's very, very true. What advice would you give to somebody who's going through a situation like this? Well, I think that what what we say is that uh, people don't, like I say, people don't have to stay. Uh, the The most important thing is to break, uh, to delve into the denial. And if they could open uh, their minds enough to realize that um, things that they think, such as, well, maybe this isn't really a problem, or maybe he only did it one time. Well, he did apologize. All of those kinds of things um, are are part of the denial. And that, that, you know, our answer to, uh, you know, how do you stop domestic violence? Well, in the beginning, at least, um, you can leave the relationship, and that's how you stop it. We we don't, um, you know, I, I we don't really have an opinion on whether people can be changed. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty hard thing to do, but we do know that if if because um, I think both of us have done this in uh, situations that uh, if you stand up for yourself by saying, okay. You know that's enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out. Yeah. I'm gonna leave this. But you know that's that's really that's a really hard thing to do. We're we're right. totally cognizant of that. Right. Exactly. Now I want to touch on something else you've done uh, from from fright to might, overcoming the fear of public huh. speaking. Could you talk about that project? Oh well, that's um, that's a. I was an educator for about 40 years, and I was in educational leadership at times. Uh, I taught K through 12 at times, but about half of my career was teaching public speaking. And uh, when uh, the members of my department um, at Mount San Antonio College, we decided to write a textbook, and that's what this is, From Fright to Might. And... As we sat around and we decided to do this, we said, what's the, you know, what is the number one uh, most important thing that could make our textbook unique? Um, because the reason we did it was uh, basically because, well, partly we did it to save the students money because textbooks have gotten ridiculous. Yes. And um, we, sure. our price is about half uh, of what a text, the, the regular speech one textbook would cost because we put it together and we could set the price but you know as everybody knows the number one one of the the many 
studies have talked about the number one phobia uh, of humans is public speaking, Absolutely. which, of course, yeah. most of us didn't understand totally because we always thought it was fun. <laughs> you know? Not me. You know? Not me. <laughs> no, no. Oh, really? Oh, well, no, okay. No, no. So that. So what happens, you know, you know the, 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 um, uh, those studies that have said that the number one is public speaking and the number two fear is death. Mm-hmm. So in, at the chapter on, the actual chapter of the book um, on communication apprehension, which they call it now, um, we have a Jerry Seinfeld quote that says something like, uh, so let me get this straight, when I go to a funeral, you <laughs> know, um, I would rather that most people going to a funeral would rather be the guy in the casket than the guy making the oh. the um, um, <laughs> <Awful>. eulogy. <laughs> so we we you know believed that we could help people overcome the the fright, and uh, that's what we that was our main goal really in uh, in the public speaking class. And mm-hmm. we've had a couple of years ago, I asked them because I'm retired now. At that time, sixty thousand students had had. Uh, used the book in their speech one classes and uh we gave all the profit incidentally to uh well we had a foundation to begin with and uh essentially we gave it back to the students so that's great and i read that uh your column school watch appears each week each month in the irvine community news and views yes that's that's that's, uh, an interesting thing that that i enjoy doing um, this is a brand new community newspaper. It's almost all volunteer. Um, we actually fold it the first day of the month. You know, something like 30 people come and we have pizza or something healthy on occasion. And, uh, most of the work that's done in terms of the writing and so forth is community members and we have ads and so forth. But mine on School Watch is, um, you know, having been an educator for, for so long in, in interesting enough in K through college, (laughs) which is is unusual to teach almost every grade uh, there is, but that was just because I like different challenges. So the School Watch takes different, um, you know, different topics that we think are important. Uh, Sometimes, for instance, the original... um, the original superintendent of Irvine Unified passed away, and I wrote a, what I think one of my favorites was was an excellent article on. Gosh, I'm critiquing myself. That doesn't sound right, but it was it was um, received well. It was a, okay. a good article on uh, on him. His name is was Stan Corey, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the Irvine Unified School District is very well respected. And right, um, sure my is. opinion, as an original one of the original people there, um, was that it was because of his leadership. His mission and his goal was so much higher than what most people do, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly a lot of things came together, but he was one of them. And then sometimes uh, the, the story, you know, the, the column is a little bit critical. If there's mm-hmm. something, you know, just because you're one of the best does not mean that you're perfect, right. and uh, there are things that, that we point out and discuss. So it's it's a very interesting, and we kind of um, we we have a a meeting once a month, or well at least once, uh, to talk about the next month in terms of we present our idea, and uh, so we pitch it just like every you know just like a a, a big newspaper. We are big actually. We we have more um, coverage now than any other paper okay. in town. Good, that's great. 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's a, it's a real old-fashioned kind of, uh, if you have a printing press, you can have a paper kind of thing. There's, uh, there's some local ads, but there's no corporate sponsorship or anything like that. So we can uh, present points of view and, and all kinds of stuff. There's other columns as well, City Watch. Uh, uh, we're even considering now a Student Watch where we would oh, choose good. some students and let them write an article on what they think about sure. what's going on. So sure. it, it's evolving and changing and growing, and it's really a, a very fun activity. That's great. So, Carolyn, tell me, where can people find out more information about you and uh, this book? Okay, well, the book is on Amazon now um, in digital form. It launched on the uh, September 25th, I think it was, and that day it, it came in first in all three of its divisions. So that was pretty exciting. The divisions were adolescent counseling, I think, uh, family relations, and divorce. <laughs> you know? So that see, that's what should happen, perhaps in yeah. in some cases at least. Um, and then the next uh, the next day, our publisher told us that it also had come in number one in Canada, which we didn't even know he was doing that. So now it's called an international bestseller, which is thrilling and exciting to us. We just want to get the word out. But the primary place right now is uh, to go on Amazon. The the final file for the paperback edition uh, we had some delays and but it has now been turned in and we we feel in the next day or so it will be accepted by Amazon and will go up um, perhaps uh, in a week or so oh great and, yeah. the, and the other book on public speaking can be found on Amazon as well I think so, yes. Now, I'm out of that loop at the moment, but I, you know, because I'm retired and the other, you know, the present members of that department are carrying on with with the work and, you know, revising it. I think we got up to about edition number six or perhaps even seven by the time that, you know, I had retired. But it continues to improve. And uh, one of the things I think that's really exciting about it is that it is written um, with this real with the students in mind, not with profit in mind, mm-hmm. and uh, on all in all sorts of ways. And I think that a person reading it just by themselves would be able, although I think it's really subject to some coaching to figure out, you know, really understand it, but you can get something out of it just by reading the book as well. So are you also doing any public speaking about this, these projects? Or I know you said you retired. Oh, well, no, I love to do okay. public <laughs> I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, in fact, I, I did a little bit yesterday at the, um, uh, our politi- one of our political clubs mm-hmm. in town. And tomorrow night I'm doing it. Actually, I'm doing it at uh, another political club, which is the National Women's Political Caucus of Orange County. So I'm open to to doing this. I think that, you know, we can explain it really well. Um, uh, we have a book signing uh, review in November, and, you know, just a lot of things are, are coming up, a lot of, a lot of uh, engagements. And it's, um, it opens up, it's really interesting because, you know, I've done speaking on so many different topics over the years, mm-hmm. and this, the speaking on this one is a little bit on the new side, but there are more questions and comments after this speech than probably anyone I've ever given. Oh, I'm because sure. You know, it is just everywhere. And the reason that the publisher went ahead and launched it in Canada the same day is that the topic is it's not only timeless, 
you know, I, I'm sure someone, I mean, I wish it was true that, that in 10 years someone could read it and they wouldn't need it. In, you know, nobody would need it, but right. I'm not that optimistic. But it's also, uh, it has no geographical bounds. You know, there are people everywhere that are in these situations. So um, if anybody wants to hear more about it, I'm more than happy to uh, to come and, and discuss it with people. Perfect. And where can they f- uh, reach you? Are you on Facebook? or? Uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook. Okay. And uh, I, can, I don't mind giving my email, or okay. is that... That's fine. Okay. So it's uh, C... And then my last name, I-N-M-O-N, C-I-N-M-O-N, at Cox.net. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for calling in. This has been really interesting. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. And if anyone missed part of the show with Carolyn Inman, it will be up on my show blog within an hour after I wrap, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Thank you. All right. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. All right, so we're going to take a little break. That was Carolyn Inman sharing the information from her book that she co-authored with Tanya Brown, The Seven Characters of Abuse. Uh, We're going to take a little break, and then we come back. I have another filmmaker joining us. Recently uh, showed his film at the Laguna Film Festival. Teddy Cecil is going to join us to talk about his film, Helio. 